The shift in power has occurred in the last 10 years where the rock star engineer called all the shots. And here's my theory. This is a grab by the tech companies to reestablish their power. Hi, and welcome to GeekWire. I'm GeekWire co-founder Todd Bishop. And I'm GeekWire co-founder John Cook. John, when I first talked with you about the topic that I wanted to talk about on this episode, you kind of looked at me and went, ah, layoffs, man. Who wants to talk about layoffs? I mean, what do you say? This many jobs were cut. And I agree with you, and I don't want to diminish the pain that everybody's been through this past week in saying this, but I think there's something bigger going on under the surface of the Microsoft and Amazon layoffs this week. Please tell me. Okay. I believe this is an inflection point, a watershed moment in Seattle tech. This is my hypothesis. I want to throw it out there for you. Just Seattle tech or beyond? Beyond. I think it's beyond as well. You've had for the past 10 to 15 years in Seattle, and I think I want to use Seattle as an example, not just because it's the market that we cover, but because I think it's emblematic of the trend in many ways. Because as you know, John, what happens here matters everywhere. And <laughs> for the past decade, you've seen not only the rise of Microsoft and Amazon in Seattle, but you've also seen this influx and this huge groundswell of Silicon Valley engineering centers, San Francisco, Bay Area engineering centers, Google, Twitter, Salesforce, everybody establish operations here. And I think in many ways, to use a phrase that you've used in the past. You can quote from me. It's sucked the oxygen out of the Seattle tech community because of the disproportionate amount of hiring that many of these companies do. And the, the perks, crazy salaries, perks, the ironically job security that people ostensibly had going to these companies as opposed to startups. And here you have 10,000 people being let go from Microsoft. Now, not all of them are in the Seattle area, but a disproportionate number of them are. You have 18,000 people being let go from Amazon. The layoffs there just started this week. Microsoft's announcement was this week. I think this is a turning point where the distribution of talent is going to start spreading throughout the rest of the ecosystem. What do you think? I think that is all, that's always been the case when you see layoffs. You see this talent go somewhere and it tends to repurpose into something. So I don't think that's unusual. A lot of the reports I've been seeing have pointed to maybe non sexy tech companies such as banking and finance or retail or healthcare that is soaking up this talent. So there's that component that, I mean, there's still a desperate need for technical workers. And I think if a financial organization can grab onto some of this talent, they're going to gobble it up quickly, just as startup companies are going to be looking at this talent and grabbing it when they can. Now, the problem for the startup community is that when the Microsofts and Amazons of the world sneeze, you know, they get the cold and the flu. And so this is eventually going to factor into the startup community where you've already seen financial 
aspects of these companies hurting as well, where the venture capital spigot is being turned off. So their hiring also might be impacted. So I would push back a little bit here and say the talent might not get soaked up by the startup community as much, but maybe more of the traditional businesses, finance, healthcare, retail. I think some startups will certainly benefit from this that are in a strong economic position and have the funding to do so. What I'm interested in watching is the talent that gets laid off. Do they start new companies? And do they take the opportunity to build a new enterprise, which has historically happened? And so I think that's an interesting trend line to watch. I want to bookmark that because I think it's worth discussion in just a minute. But first, to your first point, I was just this week down at the old Washington Mutual Tower. Oh, boy. Not known as that anymore. It's the J.P. Morgan Chase headquarters or one of the buildings that J.P. Morgan Chase is now in in Seattle. This goes back to 2008 when Washington Mutual was taken over by J.P. Morgan Chase. Their tech operation, JPMC's tech operation in Seattle, has grown by about 100 people over the past year to about 270 people. A bank has an engineering center in Seattle of 270 people, larger than many startups, to your point. And they're offering the same kind of perks. It was really interesting walking around all of the kind of classic tech perks, the private little work areas. The free beverages? The free beverages. The seltzer water out of the tap was incredible. And I hope I didn't compromise my ethics by taking a glass of water. I thought about it because it was really nice water. So to your point, I think there is going to be still competition for engineers in particular. And I do want to mention Taylor Soper, GeekWire's managing editor, and I wrote about this. And one of the people that Taylor connected with for the story was Michael Schutzler from the Washington Technology Industry Association. And one of the points that he made was that these tech employees who are getting laid off are going to be able to work anywhere. And on that, I want to push back a little bit because a lot of these employees are not engineers that are being laid off. They're in marketing, they're in HR. And I know people personally who are non-technical people getting laid off. And in some cases, they're struggling to find new work. Well, there are two things here. Yep. They are going to potentially work anywhere, especially the technical people. But the question is, at the same salary? That's, That's right. what I think is going on here. I don't think this is so much a decline in business of Amazon or Microsoft or Salesforce, I think they're going to have as much impact on the world, if not more, going forward. I mean, at the same time that Microsoft is laying off 10,000 employees, they're considering a $10 billion investment in open AI. They're, they're spending seven, what is it, $69 billion on Activision. This, these are not companies that are hurting. Correct. These are not companies that are hurting. And so there's a part of me in the back of my mind that's thinking about all these layoffs going on. And when you look at these tech businesses that have very strong balance sheets and are making some pretty big bets, it makes me wonder what's going on. And here's my theory. This is a grab by the tech companies to reestablish their power because the shift – in power has occurred in the last 10 years where the rock star engineer called all the shots. The companies weren't calling the shots. Satya Nandela wasn't really calling the shots. You know who was calling the shots? The 10,000 or 20 or 50 or 70,000 amazing engineers 
that Microsoft had hired. And together, they had a lot of power. And I think what's happening now, and the New York Times had a great opinion essay on this from the former chief people officer at Slack, where it's titled, The Era of the Happy Tech Worker is Over. And I just think in the back of my mind that there is something bigger going on here in terms of an attempt by these companies to regain power and to rebalance this crazy spending that's been going on as it relates to individual engineers. And believe me, it was out of whack. I mean, there were the signing bonuses and the salaries of some of these folks. It was crazy. I mean, it was – and I guess Microsoft and Amazon and Salesforce could continue justifying the expense as long as their argument was, well, we don't want that engineer going to their competitor. But if everyone starts laying off people and and then it sends a message to the larger engineering and tech workforce, it just seems like a rebalancing more than it is that like we're not going to use as much Azure in the future or we're not going to shop on Amazon as much. I think those trend lines are going to still be growing pretty substantially. Although not as quickly. Not as, as quickly. And you pandemic. see that in the numbers. I mean, and it'll be interesting when Microsoft reports their earnings next week. Really, let's look at it. How bad is their business? Yeah. Is the cloud business growing at, you know, at single digits versus triple digits, you know? And the, but they're still very in a very powerful position and have fast growing and important businesses behind them. So I don't know. It seems like a momentary blip in an attempt to try to bring their costs down because it's just gotten way out of whack. I've I've been saying that the tech industry's just got way out in front of their skis, you know, on this. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But I'm not looking at this as like, oh my gosh, the tech industry is melting down. No, absolutely not. I do think that there's a shift happening in the balance of power along with what you're saying. I don't disagree with what you're saying. And to the point of what you're saying, it was just in May of last year that we published this headline on GeekWire. With sweeping pay increase, Microsoft attempts to retain talent in competitive job market. This was a huge story in May of 2022. Yeah. So and not even 12 months ago. No. They were at the exact opposite point of where they are today. Right. And right on top of that story right now in our trending storyline, the current story is full memo. Microsoft to cut 10,000 jobs, about 5% of workforce and take $1.2 billion restructuring charge. I mean, the whiplash here is crazy. And I've got to think about some of those people in Microsoft's HR department, some of whom are getting laid off. What have they been going through where they had to implement this giant pay structure well, change. Well, I, I know, this. which which that's what makes me wonder about this. Are they really seeing something out there in 12 to 18 months that we're headed to a pretty serious recession? That's why they would make these cuts. Or I guess they're just, they did get out in front of their skis too much and they want to rebalance a bit. Or are they using this as an opportunity strategically, which is my point, that they want to reassert themselves and gain power. And maybe this ties into unionization efforts as well. It's like they want to have the impression that eh, it's not all rosy over on the tech side. I still think it kind of is. I mean, when you look at the 
the amount of cash they have, the growth of their businesses, the profits they're generating, it's pretty crazy. I mean, they're still massive, massive companies that could probably stomach these employees on their balance sheet. So to your point, the Microsoft cutbacks are just about 4.5% of their workforce, which was 220,000 people as of the last quarter that they reported. The Amazon cutbacks are about 5% of their corporate and technology workforce. And you have to make that distinction with Amazon because there are so many fulfillment and warehouse workers that it kind of skews the numbers and makes it not apples to apples unless you do that. Is there a possibility here that the tech community could seize on this as an opportunity to see a more vibrant startup ecosystem? Yes, absolutely. Anytime there's this sort of disruption, there's an opportunity. Anytime talent is moving out of those big companies and not going somewhere, I think there's opportunity for either new entrepreneurial ventures to form or for startups to to grab on to those folks. So yeah, I think there's a tremendous opportunity. I'm curious, and this is a story idea that we had talked about with Taylor Soper, on our managing editor, about the idea of checking in with some of these startup studios around the Seattle area, Madrona Venture Labs, Pioneer Square Labs. A lot of them have been formed historically. The premise was the Seattle tech ecosystem has all this talent, but they don't know about how to create a startup. So they're going to form the basis of companies and then go try to pull talent out of Microsoft, out of Amazon, out of Expedia, out of these big companies, because it's so hard to dislodge them. So even two or three years ago, this was the premise of these startup studios. We have to go actively recruit these folks out of these companies and try to get them matched up with these cool opportunities and make the sale that it's really fun working at a startup and you can build something and create something on your own. So these startup studios, which were struggling to find executive talent to come in and run these companies just two years ago, 12 months ago, now have a great deal of talent from which to go out and pull folks in to try to manage and run these new companies. Well, we often say that some of the best story ideas come out of the podcast, but you came into the podcast. Well, we were just discussing it in Slack. And the other thing to keep in mind when when you think about startups, it's a big range of companies. You go from a seed company, which is just forming to very, very late stage on the verge of an IPO or whatnot. The seed companies that are just forming and taking root, they're not going to see any exit for seven to 10 years. So there's an opportunity to grow those companies and put your bets there and and see if you can build something great over the next five, seven, 10 years. The, the trouble is those companies at the end of the life cycle that are 10, 15 years down the road that might be thinking about an IPO, well, that's not really a great option right now. And and they might be having their funding cut off. So we're going to see some carnage, I think, in the later stage components of the startup ecosystem. I think the early stage components are, you know, should be relatively healthy because there's still money to be had out there. We'll be right back with more. I wanted a career in IT, but I didn't know where to start. WGU makes it simple. Their accredited online degree programs cover all kinds of IT specialties, and they have valuable industry certifications built in at no extra cost. The payoff? Having those certs back up my degree makes me look even better to future employers. A nonprofit university that includes top industry certs in their programs? I choose WGU. Learn more at wgu.edu backslash IT certs included. 
I have a couple people that I know who were laid off in this latest round at some of these companies. And I have to say, there has to be a better way to do this. The process that these companies go through where there's a leak. Oh, it's been terrible. Yes. I've I've been talking to friends at some of these big companies. And And I'm not complaining in general about people leaking things at the press. I think it's perfectly fine. And you can email me at Todd at GeekWire.com. Or tips Tips at at GeekWire.com. Exactly. However, (laughs) in the context of layoffs, especially at Amazon, it was quite a ways in advance, caused tons of confusion over the number of people to be laid off when there wasn't a number. But there has to be a more humane way to do this. Now, I'm sure there's tons of HR execs out there who would say maybe this is the best way. And and frankly, the fact that you're able to do it remotely as these companies, in other words, folks are sitting on a screen, they're not in person as they're getting this very, very difficult news is a bit of a cushion of the blow. But still, the weeks of uncertainty followed by the sudden acts is not great. Yeah. I, I would say the other thing to think about here is that there are – I mean the, the job market is still re- red hot when you think about it. I mean the unemployment rates is, is very low. Uh, a lot of industries are hiring. It's just It just seems to be te- – I mean, you're not seeing layoffs really in any other sector. I mean, it's really just tech. And that's curious to me. Well, I think Microsoft and Amazon are symbols of this. They thought that the trends that emerged in the pandemic and the trend lines in particular were the new reality. And they turned out not to be. Now, in Amazon's case, especially if you look at their e-commerce operations, they really had no choice but to staff up to meet that demand. In Microsoft's case, did they really need to hire 40,000 people last year? Probably not. So that to me is a sign of perhaps being naive about where things were headed or not being willing to accept where things were headed, especially to my point earlier of the big pay raise that they gave last May. Yeah, because this all does tie back into pay raises and salaries and that point. And I think that's what's going to be interesting to watch is the folks that come out of the tech industry, what are their expectations as it relates to their salaries? Because I do think there is a rebalancing going on here. And and I think it's it was needed because it was getting it was just getting out of hand. And so if you've been laid off at a Microsoft or Amazon or a Meta and you go to a more traditional company, you're probably not getting anywhere near the salary that you would in your previous job. So I think that is my bigger point is that I think those numbers are just on the decline. Albert Squires, who is the director of the technology practice at Fuel Talent, a recruiting firm here in Seattle, said – Quote, gone are the days that you can guarantee a 30% salary increase by moving to a new job. Yeah, and I industry. think that's probably a good thing, right? Because all it was doing was people were job hopping too much. There wasn't any loyalty. You couldn't build your company as as with with loyal employees. As, you know, if you can take a you know hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollar signing bonus and get a 30% pay increase every six to 12, 18 months, you you do that. And so I think it's a good thing that this and I know layoffs are are painful for those that are going through it. But the macro look at this, I mean, it just was in a ridiculous state in terms of what was going on related to compensation. So you're saying that the tech companies looking for new leverage in this way is not necessarily a bad thing for the overall market? 
I think that's correct. Yeah. And you get back to the startup argument. A startup has a little bit more chance to compete with Meta, which is signing an engineer for $425,000. And the little tiny startup that raised $10 million can afford $150,000. And so if those, if that gap is shrunk between those two, that makes it a easier playing field for the startup company to to compete or for the traditional bank or retailer or or what have you and i just think that is a good thing because i think the compensation has been out of whack for the last 3 5 years the one last point i want to make is there was a commonality between the microsoft and amazon cuts that i think was notable and we're going to talk about that when we come back this geekwire podcast is sponsored in part by yale university press Are you concerned about the rise of AI and how it will impact our society? Every day, artificial intelligence presents us with urgent ethical challenges. How do we harness this extraordinary technology to empower rather than oppress? Nigel Shadbolt and Roger Hampson have written a how-to for building ethical machine intelligence. Their new book, As If Human, Ethics and Artificial Intelligence, is now available wherever books are sold. Welcome back. It's Todd Bishop with John Cook. We're talking about some of the underlying changes in the technology market in Seattle and beyond as marked by the recent layoffs from Amazon, Microsoft, and many other tech companies. John, the similarity that emerged between Microsoft and Amazon in their job cuts was that each included the hardware division. They cut back. There were reports that Microsoft's cuts included reductions in their HoloLens workforce and Amazon's devices and services business, which includes Alexa and Echo, also had some cutbacks. And it struck me like every time a big tech company in Seattle tries to do hardware, it seems like they get their hat handed to them in some ways. I guess the iconic example is Microsoft attempting to buy Nokia back in the day. Of course, that had its own quirks and idiosyncrasies based on the way the company went about that at the time. But still, I thought it was really interesting. And Seattle is just not a place where large volumes of hardware get developed successfully. Well, the quiz question I have for you following up on that, there's been one large tech company that has not announced any layoffs in this round. Do you know who it is? Are they headquartered here? No. Who? Well, speaking to your hardware discussion, you know who has not cut back uh, on their workforce? Really dumb after Apple. Oh, right. Apple has not announced layoffs. So the question is, can Apple just use this oh. retrenchment by the Amazons and Microsofts of the world to just boost their market share? So their earnings are going to be very interesting to look at. Well, Although they have tons of supply chain issues yes. as it's tied into China. So. Boost their market share or boost their engineering workforce? Well, or both, or just or establish more of a a lead as the dominant force in computer hardware. As you say that, I realize that my regional framing of this entire discussion is a bit flawed. Amazon's Lab 126, which makes its hardware, which designs and develops its hardware, is based in Silicon Valley. So they very well could be a pipeline to Apple even more than they have in the past. So I, I, I hear you. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that fact that that Apple has not 
announced significant no, layoffs. No, no significant layoffs at Apple. They also didn't hire as aggressively during the pandemic. So they seem to have played this one relatively smart. Well, you've got Tim Cook, who is a classic operations executive, being very conservative, very pragmatic, for better or worse, right? They've been very cautious and continue to grow their existing businesses and not really come out with the Jobsian successor to their established franchises. Listen to this from CNBC. Apple's hiring over the past few years has followed the same general trend since 2016. They were very cautious in their hiring. So you don't see them cutting back. I think that's what's going on. All right. Maybe, who knows, one of these startups that's founded by one of the People being let go from the Microsoft HoloLens team or the Echo team will start the next big hardware revolution from right here on the shores of Lake Washington. I'm trying to go into the data banks here in my in my memory on like some crazy hardware device to to throw at you, but uh, Boeing was hardware. <laughs> Boeing is hardware. Yeah, Boeing still is hardware. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, I'm Todd Bishop, and I'm John Cook. We'll be back next week with a new episode of the GeekWire podcast.